question I get asked a lot is, um, are sex addicts narcissists? Mm. Um, and so I know that there are some people in the field that will say that sex addicts are, um, abusers, they're pure narcissists. They're really terrible. Don't we have a podcast on that topic? Really terrible. I think we do. Yeah. Right. So, um, so this is not my belief when I have had a true narcissist in my office, they do not stay long because they can't, they can't look at themselves. They can't take any responsibility. Um, do sex addicts have narcissistic qualities? Well, yes, yes, that, yes, that I think I can, yes, that I, I agree to. Um, so, um, so at the very beginning, this, this reaction of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please forgive me, please forgive me. Um, would a true narcissist actually go there? Probably not. Probably all the defenses and walls would come up and they said, I didn't do anything wrong. This is your fault, actually, mm-hmm. uh, could be the way that that could go. So, yeah. You know, there, that, that letter that you read, there's another aspect of it that resonates for me, which is it starts out with the addict saying, you have done all these things to me. And I, and what comes up for me is the importance of the addict being able to, the addict has not yet got to a point where they can understand because of the partner's trauma, why these reactions and behaviors make sense from the partner's perspective. And that doesn't mean that the partner's behaviors are always kind are always um, rational, are always um, appropriate, but they haven't yet got to that point of being able to understand where they're coming from. And if you can't understand it, in some ways it makes it difficult to forgive because whether the partner's intent was to hurt the addict or not, the addict has experienced some pain around that. And they haven't yet been able to get to the point to say, I understand where that was coming from. It hurt me. I forgive you for for hurting me in that way and i'm going to move on i'm thinking about the addict forgiving themselves Mm -hmm. you know as they're going through their recovery process and and what do you guys see addicts when they're working on their self-forgiveness what are you some problems that you see that they struggle with i i see a lot addicts trying to you know i think addicts if we're thinking in terms of parts of ourselves, if, if I've got a part of myself, that's, that's an addict. So that's not all of me. There's times where I'm not acting like an addict, but there's times if I'm acting like an addict or if I'm in active addiction, that I become a different person or I, you know, I, I show up differently. I think I found a lot of the guys I've worked with or the people I've worked with, they, they want to kill that part. So I think some of the earlier barriers are, I want to destroy that part of me that did these things. Um, so I think, and I think that's actually a barrier to get to self forgiveness because it's mm-hmm. a part of me if and we, we we talked about internal family systems in a previous episode which is worth checking out um and i think this idea if usually the addiction comes as a as a way to try and protect self yeah. so it starts it starts as a coping strategy in a healthier way right or at least promises something it becomes something else and it becomes something that's problematic but it didn't start there so if i'm if I had my own trauma and abuse and I learned to cope with that trauma or abuse or my own emotional system that I can't manage with sexual activities, yeah, it became a problem and it became destructive. But I think, so getting, I, I have to work through that where, where it came from and the earlier wounds. 
then I can forgive myself in a more compassionate way to say, yeah, this create this was a monster, it became a monster, but it didn't start that way. And it actually tried to protect me from other stuff. And if I can get to the stuff underneath it, that's where I can try, you know, find true compassion, forgiveness you know, myself. In in the last episode, we were talking about the concept of spiritual bypass, which is using faith and religion as a way to escape uncomfortable things and instead of using it to support. And it and, and when you're saying that, which I think is very true, uh, it reminds me that addicts might do the same thing with this 12-step and the addict part of them concept. I'm going to give all the negative stuff mm. that I've done, all the uncomfortable things that I have to acknowledge. I'm giving that to the addict part. And I'm just going to say that addict part is bad and was awful right. and I'm going to get rid of it. And then I don't have to sit and struggle with the impact of what I've done and the and the impact that that behavior has had on me, on my partner, and on other people in my life. 